Not coming to Baba. I was there and whenever I look at his picture, I feel like just looking at him as if that he was almost alive to me. As if he was interacting, he was responding to me. Not that he was appearing to me or giving me messages, not like that. Something was so dynamic whenever I look at it. Somehow that I liked him very much. Was, uh, so much rapport between me. My first experience is when I looked at him, even when I was a boy, somehow that I, feel, I felt attracted to him. A sense of belongingness was there. That was my first experience. I didn't know even his name, what he is. I think when I was a boy, there was a photo in our house. And I used to ask my grandmother, because then all the gods and goddesses, they have these crowns and jewels and some humans, some animals' uh, faces. Different kind of gods and goddesses are there. But he looks different. He looks so human. Like an ordinary person. He's the only one in the whole the pantheon that used to be like that. So I used to ask my grandmother, who is he? She also didn't know. <laughs> she said, he's a big Shobhakta. Then what is he doing? In that photo, is a painting. There was a piece painted around. There was a small uh, um, uh, a horse and a hill, a mountain. And still, I think those, those paintings were available. He's doing uh, tapas in Himalayas. <laughs> on whom he is doing tapas? Because what we do know about tapas is only from the movies. <laughs> those movies in Bukailas and these movies that they used to do tapas on Shiva. <laughs> so on whom that he is doing tapas? On Shiva. Spontaneously she used to give answers. She never uh, used to say that I don't know. <laughs> because she was, she was a teacher, she knows how to give such answers. <laughs> Ready-made answers. Shiva Bhakta, living in Himalayas. <laughs> she didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. But somehow that I had a feeling. That whenever I, I entered that, uh, that state, I, I used to more and more look at him. Somehow I like him. He looks so tangible, so human, with whom that I could easily relate to. The other figures are so strange. That was my first experience. And that was my first knowledge also of Baba. <laughs> Not that somebody told me about Baba, his greatness, his Mahima, and so that I got attracted to him. Without any knowledge about him, I got attracted to him. And I didn't even read Baba's life for a long time. And in 1977, after about seven or eight years, I went to Shirdi also. But always when I think of a Sadhguru or somebody who could help me, who could do something to me, so understanding, with love, affection, like if a small child just asking for something, that, like a parent, how he gives, like that he, uh, he appears <coughs> to me, even now he appears to me like that. And I couldn't think of any other thing, because I was not conditioned by any tradition, any devotion, any gods, any goddesses, no temples. 
there I was fortunate in not having all these influences. My mind is clean, okay, it's like a white paper. The only Baba's pictures. Not that I chose, I, I chose him like that. The choice was not at one spot. No, now Baba is my Sadhguru, I will take him. No, because I have to talk like that, my Sadhguru, I, I say it like that. It's not the feeling also in my heart. I have to say a Sadhguru, yes, a Sadhguru. But to me, it's not kind of a Sadhguru to me. He is my caretaker. He is my parent. He is my grandfather. Whatever you call it, just like that. I was uh, very closely associated with another uh, professor. Almost like a personal guru, but not spiritual. My English lecturer. I was almost like his personal pet. And uh, daily, I was sitting with my master, the Bharadwaja master. I had been sitting with him like that, but mostly with English, uh, English language only. And uh, he was transferred. At exactly during that period, that guru, that my previous master, he was transferred. He didn't have any devotion or any spiritual tinge at all. But he belongs to the same department. My master was the head of the department of English. And he was a lecturer there. So when he was going, because Bharadwaja master was a Sai Baba devotee, he saw one Baba's picture in the shop and then brought the picture and presented it to him. I didn't know that. And when I went that day, after one week or ten days, my master presented that picture to me. And later I came to know that that picture, I took the picture and went to him again, just to say, because he was leaving the place. Oh, this picture, I presented it to Bharadwaja. Has it given it to you? He said. So it's almost like Baba handing over. The previous Guru is handing over through Baba. It was so symbolic to me. And I took that picture and there, there, there had been another Baba's picture in my house. Small picture. This picture is big. I went back to my house and I want to put the photo and to my amazement in that Baba's picture frame, there is no Baba's picture. The frame was empty. What happened was, rats, this, this is an old photo, it took away the photo from the frame and it returned. Then later we found the pieces uh, in a corner. Exactly it happened on that exactly the same day. The morning it was there, that photo. And in the night when I went, about one o'clock or two o'clock, the quarter, and then what did you see? Everybody was shocked in the house. What happened? What happened? Did you think it was inauspicious? Did you think it was unlawful? Inauspicious, yes, definitely. Baba's yeah. <laughs> picture. But Baba already there. Yeah. A big picture. Yeah. Normally Hindu household, many pictures were there. And then I pushed away all the pictures. I said, then next to the big Baba. <laughs> then I used to sit in that room, and just looking at Baba, I think, I do not know, I do not know any sadhanas, I do not know about Baba, I haven't read his biography, I do not know he is a Sadguru and he is going to help me, uh, he uh, oh, has powers, nothing I know, but when I 
sit in front of me, that feeling after my migraine relieved. So I, I, I needed to sit more, more, more. The, the moment that I go away from it, then I start again. I used to sit, not as a sadhana, not that somebody has told me, out of need, that is what I am saying. Out of my own migraine headache, what could I do? <laughs> migraine headache means not physical headache. I didn't have any migraine, it is a different matter. I don't have any headaches at all. That kind of internal migraine. Your experience of Baba as your object of love, did that come gradually more and more or did it come suddenly like that and has existed ever since that moment? Completely, totally. Something was there which I do not know. My mind was struggling for something. And when I saw Baba, I realized, oh, this was the one that I have been searching for. But was that enough, that recognition? Or was it just the beginning? The beginning of trying to experience it in a more and more concrete way. When you're looking for a house, a good, a proper house, you just go on. You have an idea what is a proper house. You have your own specifications, your own ideas. And you try to see each house. No, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Then you'd see something. This is the one house. This right one. But that is not the end. It's the beginning. Then you have to see who is the owner of the house. What is the rent? Whether it's actually it fits my purse. Whether actually he gives it or not. There are so many things. It's only the beginning. It is the end of something and the beginning of something else. Everyone in the world is searching for security of some kind. For some people it's in relationship, some people it's uh, their, their family or money or all sorts of things for human beings. I'm, I know this may sound like an odd question, but I, in my heart I'm, I still I'd like to ask what what is your security? Baba. You find all your needs met in the same way that worldly people find their security in? Yes. Yeah, not I don't feel lack of anything. If at all anything comes to my mind, or I should have it, it's coming. Baba gives it to me. It is more than security. A security is that which protects what we have or protects us from any further danger. But it is almost a kind of a wish-fulfilling tree. It not only protects us, secures what we have or secures us from a further impending danger, but it also fulfills the wishes. It's more than that. What is very important is that sense of belongingness, that experience, that remembrance of I belong to Baba and Baba belongs to me. That's enough. As long as you remember it, that is real smarana. Smaran means remembrance. Will the belonging be always unconditional? 
for example we ask baba and if he gives we we feel that sense of belonging only for that moment for that brief period of time if we have that sense of belongingness even if he doesn't give also that experience doesn't go for instance you have a child you you very much expect that the child should pass in first class but she doesn't you stop loving your child why you love the child still because it belongs to you <laughs> whether baba gives the experience or not the ones that you have that that experience of belongingness everything is done that is enough it looks so simple to you but it is not what we are all trying to achieve is that to realize that sense of belongingness that inquiry who am i that is a question of one's own identity and people experience that identity in different ways some people may experience it i am atma i am brahma i am ishwara or some people may experience it as ravana maharshi experienced what is his identity son of arunachala like that you may experience it i am son of sai baba i belong to him he belongs to me in another sense i want to quote ramana he used it in a different way when that identity came to me i feel i am possessed an aversion he said as if some other spirit has possessed him because it belongs to you you want to possess it you want to experience it that possessiveness is not negative but beautiful possessed by a greatest greater identity and that sense of identity that transforms because all our thoughts all our emotions are based on this crux this identity once this identity starts changing and transforming then all the things all your life all your experiences based on that identity also starts transforming that is the root what is the root identity that is why bhagwan said no where am i where am i first know your identity don't try to identify yourself but know your identity there is a difference unless we lose the present identity we don't get the real identity whatever it is he didn't say what it is it is enough that we know our real identity if you get something happiness you share it with others i got that treasure i feel inside of i experienced something when you were also coming with the same problem i share my experience with you i don't call everybody but i don't refuse anybody why because baba himself said whoever comes to you remember that i have said because of the karmic relations that you have with them that they come to you so because of the past conversations that we are all here sitting like this 
and I treat you as Prasad of Sai Baba. So sir, I have to respect you. I have to do what all that I can do. What I can do, I can only share. It's what I am doing. This is all an expression of my love towards Sai 